0: I have a complicated opinion on people that I'm not sure I'm too prepared to go into now. No, it's very scientific.
1: I, it's I, very I, scientific. I've mm-hmm. never I've never thought of leaving a Google review for a strip club, but there you go. I'm here to enjoy
2: the show. I am your number one fan.
3: <laughs> the problem is. That I don't like to go every day. I just, I just don't do it every day. It's not what I do.
1: Are, are we having, are, we, are you doing a countdown? Oh, okay.
4: Yeah. Um, 300, 299. Can you do it in Swedish? 200, 200, no, I, 298. You interrupted me. I got to start over. <laughs> 300, 299, 298, 297. By threes from 300 oh man uh five four th- three two one
0: now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality
2: and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together
0: it's the substandard expanded universe
1: Welcome to the SSEU live show, a once in a lifetime event that rivals the release of any Marvel movie. The SSEU podcast is a 70 odd episode old podcast about a random assortment of topics that do not necessarily have anything to do with each other. We talk about pop culture, counting, box office numbers, Star Wars, commentary magazine, food criticism, and Disney, all while usually engaging in heavy drinking. Two thirds of this podcast. Aren't cowards and do not wear masks, whereas one third does. I think so. Have you Have you worn a mask yet?
4: I have. Uh, do you know why? I'm disappointed. What would be the Obviously. only reason for me to wear a mask?
1: You went to Costco.
4: I went to Costco, and it was required at Costco.
1: <laughs> Were people still keeping their uh, their distance?
4: I I feel like there is a little bit of fatigue with that. I remember the first time I went to the grocery store during Corona Tide. And I think I said on the podcast just how conscious everyone was of where they were and where I was in relation to them, which I actually enjoyed because usually I'm just zooming through the store and everyone's just in my way. People are like standing in the aisle, right. not, not aware that they're blocking the aisle. They've got their cart not on one side and I'm continually frustrated by these things. But uh, so I was actually pleased that everyone was like hyper conscious of, of like where... Like, oh, you're coming! I'm going to get to the side, and um, I feel like there's fatigue. They're like people; people don't care anymore.
1: They, they had a, there, there was an, an episode in a Swedish grocery store in southern Sweden this week, earlier this week. People started fighting, and the news story had a headline: a "Woman beats customers with leak. Uh, my sister actually lives in the city, and she went to the grocery store like a couple of days later, and they had hung. A piece of leek from the ceiling with a sign that said, keep a leek's distance. Beat, to beat someone with a leek is, is, that's just beautiful. No jury would convict.
4: I've never purchased a leek myself. Have you, Thomas? Yes. Well, oh, that's right. You eat leek jam, don't you?
1: Uh, Shannon last submitted an important question, which is, where is Ryan. Since this is live, we can't escape the fact that Ryan isn't here, which is how it normal is for the show. Uh, Ryan usually arrives 15, 20 minutes late, which is usually when we start recording. We said 5 p.m.
4: Yeah, he just wanted to give you guys the authentic experience. So he decided he would show up when he shows up.
1: So do you know, I think you do this in the U.S. too, but in Britain, it's become a big thing to go out and clap for, uh, for carers, for healthcare workers.
4: I've I've heard that, like, in New York City, they'll do that at, at like, 6 p.m. or something, yeah.
1: Right, and in, in Britain, they do it every Thursday at 7 p.m. or something like that, and it's it, it has caused some problems in my own life because, so when you're watching porn and suddenly someone shows up dressed as a nurse, I just stand up and salute and clap. It just makes a mess of everything. I just wanted to share that. What What's new in South Dakota?
4: Like I said, we're getting our trees trimmed. Uh, my kids especially Isaac has been really into YouTube as you know, what does, what does he watch as you, well, I, I actually don't want to say the name of the YouTubers that he's been watching because I don't want to promote them. I don't want their uh, does he watch dad, PewDiePie. I'm not going to say he doesn't, he, he doesn't. watches PewDiePie. He doesn't, no. he doesn't, no, he doesn't. No. Uh, a bunch of other ones, Minecraft ones, but, but they do other things. And it's funny. My dad was scandalized by the decadence of it. Just, you know, these guys who would fill their house and cause these guys are millionaires, right? I mean, they've got Lamborghinis. They'll fill their house with, a, like, ball pit balls. And, and they'll just, like, do that for 24 hours. Or they'll build a, a box fort that's two stories high. I mean, they do all these crazy things. And, and my kids just love it, especially Isaac. And uh, they do a lot of 24-hour challenges. Like, I'm going to stay in my car for 24 hours. I'll stay in this fort for 24 hours. I'm going to do this for 24 that hours. That sounds
1: like thrilling YouTube videos. Staying in your car for twenty four hours. Has he asked to get a massive bullpit?
4: No, but but we set up uh, an in, a tent like there are like indoor play tents you can get, and we set one up indoors. And both kids set up just like blankets and pillows. And I was working, and so I was trying to get as much as done. And so I was glad that they were occupied. I didn't realize that they had really committed to this whole twenty four hour thing. But later on in the day, like once they had gone to bed, I went to go like clean it out, like to get the food, and uh, I didn't want ants, so like that's how you get ants if you leave food there. And so I, I was cleaning it up, and I noticed that there's this like big bucket that had like like they'd spilled some liquid in it or something.
5: And
1: I was just like,
4: I was like, I will like, come back to that. But I, I cleaned everything else up. Spilled? No, it didn't spill yet. But but it was just like there's like liquid sloshing around I'm like w- I don't know what this is but I'll take care of it later a couple hours later I come back to just like do the final cleaning uh, of the f- of the fort and I notice a faint smell of urine <laughs> and I'm like okay which kid like had an accident or like I don't even know and I'm just kind of looking around and I grab the the sloshing bucket and yeah. I'm like oh my gosh the y- liquid in here is urine <laughs> somebody peed in this bucket well and i'm just grossed out i'm just i i just bring it and i set it outside (laughs) and i go to each kid and I interrogate them and each kid blames it on the other and so i asked my wife i say who do you think it was and she said well it's obviously not isaac because if it would have been him there would have been pee all over the tent and not in the bucket
1: (laughs) we know how you feel about bodily f- fluids
4: yeah you you do but it's interesting that that uh you, this is our first p story i think like we're we're a poop centric podcast and so you, yeah, th- as listeners you maybe be wondering like like what's our bias against p well here, here's the thing is like like we have standards like we're a poop podcast like p is like the illinois uh of of bodily fluids so poop, poop we have is dignity just classier. we have a hierarchy
1: uh poops just classier. Exactly, yeah, and as evidenced by the fact that other podcasts <laughs> SubBeacon, try to i, I don 't know steal it from us, the profit of, of us making it a popular topic i 'm not sure how I feel about that
4: I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of it at all, but yeah we 're above it. that 's going to be our only peace story we 're above telling peace stories.
1: Uh, so uh, I wanted to highlight two things from uh, the past couple of weeks or so. one is that I changed the tires on the car uh, from winter to summer because it was the 1st of May, which means that summer tires are again illegal. So you can actually put them on your car. And uh, so I did that. And I'm, glad took-
4: I'm glad that the government tells you when you can put tires in your car.
1: As it should be. Do you know how to change tires in your car? This is what I wanted to get to. Well, yeah, I know how. But Would you be able to? Yeah, I mean, I don't know where the, well,
4: on on, on my van, I have no idea where the jack is or where the tire is and the car is just in the trunk, but you know, I haven't changed the tire. I mean, yeah, I can. And I have, it's just been a long
1: time. I just wanted to mention to Father Harrison that there is still snow on the ground outside. If you go out in the morning, it's going to be frozen enough that you can still go skiing, but then it sort of, it gets a bit too soft later in the afternoon. Sorry,
4: go on. A- Andrew raises a good question in the chat room. He says, were they mounted or did you mount, did you mount and balance the tires or, or did you have them on separate rims? Did you just switch them.
1: They are on separate rims. You still have to jack the thing up. You change all four tires. It took maybe 40 minutes. I don't know, something like that.
4: Harrison, nobody knows what 10 centimeters of snow is.
1: Yes, we do. But anyway, so the second part is that since I've been home, uh, they talked about this in the mega thread uh, a few days ago, uh, watching the news. And so I have gotten into a habit when I'm home, I wake up in the morning, I do my my real job for a few hours, then I do some work around the house for a few hours, and then I'm sort of done for a day. And in the evening, my dad at 6 p.m., he always watches the news, and I have gotten in the habit of doing that with him. And it's great. I, I like this habit. I also read a newspaper in the morning, like an actual physical newspaper copy. It's great.
4: Tell me about the news. What what is what is on the Swedish news? Is 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 the Swedish news better than American news?
1: I mean because
4: I, in America we have the local news which is like clickbait on TV, right? I mean it's all about getting you to tune in for
1: Like what do they what do they use for clickbait? Like this is Oh, I
4: mean that's 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 what local news is is, is clickbait. Um, like all the promotions are like you think it's going to be this amazing news story and it's and it's not
1: Local news in Sweden is actually pretty good. Like it's actual news from around the region of the country that you're in. So they've been having uh, tons of stories about people who can't travel across the border because Finland closed the border for the first time in recent history so you haven't been able to go and visit friends in finland or go see property that you own or whatever and stuff like that no it's actually pretty informative i like it so it's like half an hour so it's 20 minutes of national news 10 minutes of regional local news and it's great
4: that that's oh. that sounds great uh, moose stuck in parking lot reindeer breeding season extended i'm sure the local news is fantastic hello jonathan
1: Guys. Guns-
4: hey
2: Sun's out, guns out.
4: Sun's out, guns out. House to so, beach.
2: It's amazing. Tropical storm outside. My kids trapped <laughs> inside. Clearly, your academy not yet open.
3: Look who's here! Hi, I love you.
2: Clearly, Jonathan, you're out of the closet. <clears throat> I uh, well, you know. I mean, I had my days in college when I was curious, but uh, yeah, no. Oh, I'm, I'm I not. mean,
4: I mean, you're. Oh. There, I see windows behind you.
2: You've been yes. recording from a closet, and there, yes. Yeah. Yes, that is true. Because uh, well, it, it so, doesn't
4: count at sea. Just going or, back
2: to the other thing. Or on Thursdays, right? Aren't right, Are yeah, the rules? Because Thanksgiving, when Thomas was here. Is this what it's like to do a show with a prima donna? Because I, <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I do work with Vic Mattis. But, <laughs> but uh, so Ryan, just, you know, like a beautiful woman, he comes when he is ready to come and leaves when he's ready to leave. and He, he is the original diva on this show. I mean, he, he makes yeah, us he... kind of operate at his whim. Why don't you just bring in Chris Saliza for a week? And see if maybe that gets him a little bit more on the stick. All of a sudden he sees that actually, you know, everybody's replaceable. We're all just cogs.
1: <laughs> uh, Chris is a huge fan of the the beacon right? Uh, he was on he the is. show like a month ago?
2: Yeah, uh, he did it, it the week that Sonny moved. So right. while Sonny was driving cross-country, Chris came in and did the show for us. Uh, which
4: which is more than a month ago. I mean,
1: we've
2: well, been was in it? lockdown for like t- t- 10, t-
1: t- ten t- weeks. relative now. Doesn't, doesn't matter.
2: It is a flat circle, as Father yeah. Harris uh, says.
1: So, so Sonny still hasn't listened to that episode of The SubBeacon.
2: No. Well, I mean, he says no, but, uh, but who knows? I mean, Sonny says a lot of things, right? I mean, you will recall that Sonny said that there was a 0% chance that every movie theater in America would close down.
4: I do mm. remember that. He's mm. like, why would they do that?
2: Yeah, so...
4: Funny, he was,
1: on the, on the most recent episode, he was trying to be really optimistic about the fact that some theaters have opened up for 800 people. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, well, you know, it's funny. Tanya, Tanya McKenna says, the growing up, kids always said that if you wore green on, on Thursday, it meant that you were gay. That's <laughs> funny. So the, the, LBG, the LBGT whatever group on my college campus had a, a thing <laughs> one semester where they ran a promotion where they were like, uh, on, on this coming Thursday, and they put flyers all over the, country, all over the school, wear jeans if you support gay marriage. <laughs> <laughs> which was funny because 99% of everybody at school wore jeans every day. And so they were like, it was, pretty, it was a pretty genius stunt. How long do I have to vamp here before Kenny shows up and I can get the real show, which is what I'm here for? I'm here to be a consumer, not a content producer. We never know. Can you, Chris, can you just count? until he shows up, that would be a great show.
4: <laughs> Count by first I would like by some twos, or, and
2: or or What about just by prime numbers? Prime sequence for us? No. Oh, my head, that. Okay, Thomas, why don't you rank the bodily fluids? I'll start you out. Bile, one, two, saliva, <laughs> three, tears. Go ahead, keep going. I turn it over to you.
1: I don't understand, where's semen? What is, are you ranking from worst to best?
2: No, from best to worst. Tears no, no. Tears, tears beat semen.
1: <laughs> uh, tears
2: are delicious.
1: <laughs> Get it? So
4: so I've got something. Every once in a while I check ESPN the app just to see like what are they talking about? Cuz there's nothing to talk about except the Bundesliga has started.
1: We can watch football again. It's great.
4: So I mean I'm sure talk radio and like I'm sure there are people who like listen to talk radio Wait, and is are that really Nazi plugged in? soccer.
1: Yeah. Yes. Oh,
2: okay. So it's like the third tier soccer. It's behind the Liga and behind the Premier League. Then you have the Bundesliga.
4: Yeah, so it's, like it's double it's A like, baseball. It's also behind Spain. It's uh, Spain, Italy, England. Well, MLS. Spain, La Liga, right? Isn't Spain La Liga? Yeah,
3: yeah. I, mean, yeah. I would say it's
1: probably on. It's probably on par with the French league. Uh, Bundesliga is. Uh, they have a couple of maybe four really good teams at the top or something like that. But Spain too. Spain has maybe three good teams, and two of them have dominated for decades. Anyway, Chris, what about ESPN? It sucks.
4: I'm the sort of person that as I've gotten older, I just want to watch the sports. I don't want to hear the 11th and 12th and 13th hour of reaction or even prediction on like what's going to happen. I just want to know like what's going on. And so I saw an article on the Madden, like, championship that that stuff is still going on and espn is actually covering it and the champion who won like the the madden video game football championship he never passed once the whole tournament uh and it's a salary cap it actually was interesting to me he is it's a salary cap based league and he used all of his money on like defense and offensive line and and just to kind of spite the 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 just to kind of like thumb his nose at uh everything he used a punter as his quarterback <laughs> as, because like if you don't pass you don't need a good quarterback all you need to do is offensive line and 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 uh, like you even spend money on playbooks so he got like a really good defensive playbook which was like the dolphins and then used money on like the Oakland Raiders run heavy playbook and I, that that was kind of amusing to me of of this guy who did not pass so he
2: money balled Madden
4: he money balled <laughs> Madden
2: that's yes. pretty that's pretty hot you know i'm actually kind of surprised to hear that ESPN is not just moving along as normal with the shout fests. Because if you think about it, like the Stephen A. versus, uh, who's the, the really annoying former, they, they help me out. Um, Skip Bayless? Skip Bayless, right. Stephen A. Smith versus Skip Bayless <laughs> requires no sports, right? You could just throw out right. any topic and they can scream at each other. And people seem to like that for reasons which I don't understand.
4: Well, and that's and that's what I hate. That's why I don't follow sports that much. Is because you get you just get two really opinionated people to just shout at each other, and yeah. that's not interesting to me.
2: No, but but uh, again, right, that, there there yeah. must be a reason ESPN and Fox Sports have pushed more and more of these shows, and I assume it's because like the Colin Coward, right? Um, well, oh, Colin so, Coward doesn't shout. At, who said that, Nico? <laughs> that's ridiculous. Colin Coward is the worst of all of them. Um,
4: so, so Jonathan. Th- that's actually a really good question. And I was listening to an interview of of um, Dan Patrick. And so I grew up in the in the nineties watching Dan Patrick in, in kind of the golden age of sports center.
2: Yeah. And um, he actually En left. Fuego. I dare say en Fuego.
4: Yeah, and, and and Keith Olbermann was a great Sports Center anchor, uh, and and you had all these, you know, Rich Eisen, and you had all, Stuart Scott, all these really good Sports Center anchors. But the basis of the show was a, an assumption that you hadn't seen the action from the night before. Right. So for like an hour in the morning, my brother and I would sit in front of the TV and eat breakfast and just watch the highlights from the night before.
6: Ah.
4: ah! So just just very quickly to finish before uh, we greet Ryan, yeah, the big switch the big change is uh now with everyone uh, connected to the internet and apps and everything um everyone kind of get live gets the highlights so the reason you tune into sports center is to get people to shout at each other and argue about it that's how you get ratings because everyone watches the highlights elsewhere and that is essentially ruined espn is it all it is everyone watches the highlights elsewhere you tune into espn and all it is to get ratings is people yelling at each other
2: that's all right depressing. ryan all right, boys, I'm out. What? I will see you later. I'm not here for that. I'm I'm here to enjoy the show. I am your number one fan. Have a great Thank show. You.
3: Hi. Hi. Hello, Ken. Shannon. I just came on to give you a hard time, Ryan.
5: Hey, good. Glad to hear it. Uh,
3: sh- Shannon, how are the kids? Staying calm? They're a dream. They're everything <laughs> I ever hoped they'd be and more.
4: Can I just share uh, to the world that... Uh, Isaac also has not had a substantial poop since Monday. So,
3: nice. Yeah. It's it's great. Hole. Yeah. Actually, yep. he this morning there was some okay. uh movement, a, a a scream from the his little bedroom at like 5:30.
4: Well, so. we've been, well we've been here often enough where he knows how much it's going to hurt and so he's just trying to get off as long as physically yep. possible.
3: Yeah, that's kind of where we are too. Yeah. So I'm
4: I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm with you not literally with you but um I'm with you as much as possible.
3: <laughs> yesterday no, thing. yeah, it's yesterday we said he was saying it hurts me. It hurts me. And we said, "Well, you know, buddy, like it won't hurt if you if you just you know, go every day like a normal just person. Just yeah. just go every day. And he looks at us as he's sitting there, you know, little tears in his eyes. And he goes, The problem is that I don't like to go every day. I just <laughs> I just don't do it every day. It's not what I do. I'm like, those are all true facts. <laughs> but that's the problem. Yeah. Well, it was good seeing your faces.
4: You can't you good can't stay you, on Shannon.
3: you can't stay any longer? I could, but it's your show. And JVL wants to watch it because it's his new favorite podcast. He is too kind. He listened to you yeah, guys really. all the way down from Virginia. Um, so he caught up on all your shows. I'm like eight behind now because I have no. <laughs> well, I just. I'm never alone anymore, ever. And you yeah. are not safe for motherhood or work or whatever it is. So I am behind on all the shows that have the swearing and the bodily fluids. Thomas, you don't, I don't, it, I don't, I don't understand I
1: say.
3: Like I know you don't. But don't kids love poop? Isn't that. Not mine. Oh. <laughs> well, they
1: don't want to poop, but they love
6: poop, right?
3: They are not doing that. You're so...
6: 100%.
3: He's telling me the butterflies are mating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to come look. I'm on a show right now. So we got these butterflies from Tanya McKenna oh, and her no. family. No, go in there. You're not wearing a shirt. You get off. Go back. To- yeah, no, you're not on camera. <laughs> um
7: JVL's not wearing a shirt.
3: No, Flash. Uh, of course he's not. So Tanya and her family sent the kids the butterfly growing kit, And we yeah, started the whole the thing. She's amazing. She's, she had mail in our North Carolina mailbox when we got here. <laughs> she's so great. So, But we didn't time it very well because we forgot that we needed to have like a full two weeks here to quarantine, even though we don't technically have to quarantine because it's open here. So we just brought the caterpillars in their chrysalises, chrysalises, whatever, with us. And then they, they were born like yesterday. And now Jonathan is convinced they're mating, but all the kids get one. And then Jonathan and I get to share the fifth. And so they're picking their names. And so far only one of them is named and G money has named his butterfly, John Cena. Cause why not? That seems like a perfectly reasonable name (laughs) for a butterfly. Where is Thomas? One of you shows up, the other one leaves.
7: Yeah, what we kind of can show is this? We've decided that we can't all be on at the same time anymore. We just there's too many fights.
3: Thanks anyway, for coming so, on, Shannon.
1: Bye, Shannon. Yes, to talk Shannon.
3: about to talk about my son's constipation and our mating <laughs> butterflies. That's,
1: that's uh, all of this on seems brand. to be on brand.
3: Ryan, can can we play a game
1: of futuristic rifle or vacuum cleaner?
7: Yeah, it's a, either a laser rifle or it's a Dyson, one of the two. I'm not going to pull the trigger because it's really loud and it'll be, like, right into the <laughs> microphone.
1: Uh, it's not like you haven't done something very similar in this very podcast uh, a while no, yeah, ago.
7: yeah, I have. It was a hairdryer, though.
1: Uh, who was raving about oh, the Dyson way. vacuum cleaners? Wasn't you, Ryan, about how great they are?
7: This thing I've only had for, like, four months. I think it, it has, like, all... Like, there's, like, eight different attachments that you can put on there. This thing, it comes off and there's, like, a like a floor length attachment you can put on there with a big roller head on it, all kinds of stuff. It's, yeah, it's the best vacuum cleaner I've ever had. And I mean, we basically, basically I'm using it 24 hours a day with the kids being home all the time. They're just like, <laughs> and just, I just can't, I have a holster Thomas, for it. and I Thomas, just you think around.
4: he's, you think he's joking, but.
7: <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Thomas has been here. Thomas, is,
4: <laughs> The kids are home. I feel like I'm a janitor, like 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. I just cleaned this up.
1: But Ryan, w- would you care to explain to the audience why you are suddenly gone from Twitter? So,
7: yeah, it's like a, it's like kind of a misunderstanding, but also, so I'm in like the, what they, I, what, well, I don't know if they're calling it this specifically, but I'm calling it the FBI pre-witness protection program. <sighs> like I'm trying to get into it. I watched The Gentleman. I tried to hire that hitman from Tiger King to kill Jeremy Strong because I thought <laughs> he was trying to kill Maddie. And I was like, "That's my friend." And I, so basically, the FBI says that, like, uh, you know, I could be sentenced for that. But I think, like, I'm trying to turn states' witness. But they're like, "But you're the guy. You you're the one who." And so I think, but I, so I was just like deleting my social media because I'm like, "Well, I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to let me in." And so uh, you know, I I'm, so I'm calling it the pre-witness protection program. Rose doesn't know yet, but. <laughs> I think she'll be well, fine. Well, I
1: mean if if it's a witness protection program, you can't really tell people, right? You're not supposed to tell people? No. So you can't tell Rose.
7: Oh. Oh, so I can tell everybody but not Rose. Uh, like I can tell people on a podcast, but I just can't tell her. Like once she, once she's once we leave one day and we don't ever come back, then I'll just say like, you know, I got a new job or something. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, like what
7: Don't call your mom.
1: When when they relocate you to Lake of the Ozark, you yeah. Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah, I hope Jason Bateman's there.
4: Was that a transition, Thomas? That, that wasn't a very good transition, so let, let, me, let me try one. Well, Wait, Hey, just hang on. Transition! Thomas, I understand you've been watching a new show on Netflix.
1: It's new to me. I've been watching Ozark. I think it took me maybe a week and a half. I have one episode left of the first three seasons. Which Ryan... one of the
7: first three seasons? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I watched all but one episode. Oh, okay. uh, let me put it that way. And the most recent episode I watched, so the ninth, ninth episode of season three is probably the best episode of the entire show. That's the uh,
7: second to last or is there, was second, there
1: second, second to last. Okay. So it's yeah, about, that, that it's was about a, her brother.
7: Right. Yeah, that was, that was a great episode.
1: That was terrific filmmaking. In general, it's, it's a good show. Unlike the Americans, it actually managed to, to keep my attention, but it can be terribly slow at times.
7: So I ranked the seasons first, third, and second. Like I didn't like the second season as much as I liked the first, but then I like I like the third season even more than
1: yeah. And know like some some characters have an arc in the first two seasons mm-hmm. that are very similar and yeah. sort of gets a little boring after a while or no they always manage to by the end of an episode i sort of want to continue the next one to see what happens even though it's, it's almost the time, like
4: they design it that way
1: yeah it's, it's what are you saying right a, now there should be a word for that um, uh, should, I,
7: I think they teach that in writer's school like it's like like watching it's the same thing as like if you just like eat a whole bunch of food and you just want to keep eating like a chip, like Pringles. I think Pringle. I think they still the idea different Pringles.
1: Yeah, once, you know, <clears throat>
7: once ne- you pop, that's what they say. They said Netflix and Pringles. That's <laughs> what people say.
1: They say
4: once you pop, you can't stop.
1: Or, or it's like when you go to a cliff and you dive off it, you can't stop either. It's uh, just and, like until, that. Yeah, so it's like cliff diving. A cliff diver. Uh, but should we add uh, another guest? Wait, wait, wait! I have a movie quote, a show right. movie show quote movie from. <laughs> uh, from Ozark, yeah, we can do yours after mine. Where is it? Here it is. So this is from Ozark. So I watched a lot of it, and I I really enjoyed. In I think it's in the second season, episode seven. Uh, it's uh, Bateman and Laura Linney, and so Bateman turns to to uh, Laura Linney and and says, "You know, Wendy, since we came to the Ozark, I I have had a lot of time to think, and I really liked you inside." I can't. Do it uh what's her name inside amy schumer (laughs) inside amy schumer yes uh it was great Uh, i thought it was a great don't worry
7: we'll just just cut it there and we'll do it again (laughs) okay ryan do yours okay oh are you playing animal crossing oh i love that game i'm really into the secret lives of pets or really anything i can get a chance to see a dog and a horse get it on that was uh Ellie Kemper, and The Secret Life of Pets too. Oh, I left out two. No, that was from the first one, even though she's not in the first (laughs) one. Let me do it again.
1: Chris, can you put Steven on?
7: I can, but I'm
4: going to take my time, though. Yeah, I mean, no rush. Because, like, you know how we, you know, bing things live? We just don't put (laughs) anything out.
1: We're learning how to use Zoom live, too. It's great. Uh, Ryan, what are you drinking?
7: uh austin or no it's not an east cider it's a cider but it's moon tower,
1: moon tower? It is uh yeah
7: moon tower cider and this is the uh the semi-dry with bittersweet bittersweet, bittersweet apples
1: hello steven Steven.
4: steven. philippians so
8: why am i special enough to be the first official guest
4: oh are, are jvl and shannon everyone else said no <laughs> are, they, are they not official
8: well it didn't sound like they were official it sounded like they were sounded like they
7: were filling time until like you know
4: it so was then, almost like they were steven is our resident pirate giant nick cage fan prequel defender thomas did you have something else to say because i was gonna i had somewhere i was gonna go with this go no go on <laughs> Steven, I think, was legitimately offended that we didn't have him on to discuss episode one that we had <laughs> we had t- Tyler on instead. <laughs> and he wrote a really good email that we also did not read on the show because that's just kind of how we unintentionally roll. <laughs> oh,
7: I know, wasted so much time at work we forget, writing an email. We forget to do things quite often.
4: I, I, I know we sound super professional, but... We're surprisingly unorganized. They
7: only okay. told me a week ago that I had to be here at five today. All right, so I'm going to read
4: this, this lengthy email oh my God. that Steven, after hearing <laughs> the episode one episode, wrote to us.
8: And I think Typhoid did a really good job defending <laughs> the prequels, so I, it's okay that you didn't ask me.
4: Just There is no, there is no defense. <laughs> Hello there. This episode is, is a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. Did you ever hear the tragedy of Mr. Plinkett the Wise? Mr. Plinkett of Red Letter Media once made three hilarious multi-part videos deconstructing the Star Wars prequels. In these videos, he brought up many great points about the movie's poor dialogue, odd blocking, over-reliance on CGI. Every frame is so dense. And the fact that no one within George Lucas's sphere of influence, including Steven Spielberg, at any point, basically ever told him that his movies were a complete mess, visually, from a screenwriting perspective, acting-wise, etc. All these were adequate criticisms. The movies were huge misfires. It is common knowledge. That being said, Mr. Plankett missed while the prequels have recently made a resurgence in some people's hearts and minds and why they had never left others, such as mine. Mainly, the Star Wars prequels successfully build on the mythology of the original three movies. Lucas may not have been a great film work, filmmaker. <laughs> it's pretty long. <laughs> or screenwriter. He may not have been a great filmmaker, or which he is a great filmmaker. He's just not a good screenwriter. Or, or screenwriter, but he had vision. His prequels create a mirror image to Luke's hero journey, the mythic structure that Lucas famously borrowed from Joseph Campbell's hero with a thousand faces. The mythic storytelling is extremely evocative if you follow the machete order of watching the original six movies, four, five, two, three, six. By watching them in this order, you get the first part of Luke's story until his all is lost moment. You get a flashback to his father's and see that Luke is at a crossroads. Does he follow the same dark path as his father or does he continue down the path of the Jedi? Return of the Jedi thus concludes both stories and shows that balance has finally been brought to the force by Skywalker father and son. This view nixes Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, which, though it has some spectacular set pieces, music, and feels like an original trilogy movie, is actually completely irrelevant to the Star Wars saga. Literally everything of consequence that happens in the movie is either alluded to in Attack of the Clones or reset by the passage of 10 years and recasting of Anakin. The real story starts with Episode 2 because it talks about sand. Anyway, Disney and Kathleen Kennedy have recently helped rescue the prequels' ailing reputations. That's a hot take. Just like a really bad president makes one pine for his bad, but in a different way, predecessor. The Star Wars sequels lack cohesive direction, let alone the prequels' mythological vision. While they are better made and acted than the prequels, they have no purpose for existing. Are any sequel memes funny? Actually, there are, are there even such things as sequel memes? The movies have zero staying power in the zeitgeist. Some other thoughts.
1: Steven, did you write this?
4: He was super drunk. (laughs) Phantom Menace feels like an original trilogy movie. Less CGI. Long searches filmed in futuristic throne rooms and on Tatooine are a few the reasons for that, I think. Duel of the Fates is one of the best pieces of music created for film. Then again, John Williams' main, main themes for Attack of the Clones. Uh, across the Stars, and Revenge of the, Sith, of the Sith, Battle of the Heroes, are Chris, spectacular. can
7: you just give me like uh, how much is left? TLDR. Like this.
4: I can go on and on, but I'm at work, and therefore technically wasting company time <laughs> by writing this email. <laughs> if you're not with me on my views, then you're my enemy. I'm a person, and my name is Steven. I skipped the last two-thirds.
8: Thank you.
1: <laughs> okay, that's all, Steven. You can log off now.
6: Okay. Steven, <laughs> bye. <laughs> good, good to talk.
1: <laughs> no, so uh, Stephen, how's quarantine in Jersey?
8: It's all right. I mean, I've ventured out the past few weeks, and it's like everything's back to normal. <laughs> Bars aren't open, restaurants aren't open, but everyone, uh, the streets are crowded. The, I was in traffic the other day. <laughs> what,
1: what do they do if everything's closed?
8: I guess people are just out because it's nice so hanging around, just going hanging to park, driving around. Yeah, everybody's on their front lawns.
1: Okay, all right. So, so great. So this get get gets us to what I wanted to talk about, which is not a long ass letter, but rather, uh, Stephen, can, can you tell us about dating in the in the time of the Corona? <laughs> how, how have you dating guys solved this?
8: Well, luckily we were dating before the quarantine happened. I don't know how people that are single are actually <laughs> dealing with this. Tom, as you could probably talk about that don't have to deal with any dating apps or anything but uh we've done a lot of facetime calls and tried to watch movies while facetiming
1: quest question is um, facetiming a euphemism
8: yeah. no no. Okay. <laughs> no it's the app on my phone that completely drains my battery i'm dealing with a lot of internet issues so we try to sync up i know there's something called Netflix party where you can start and stop Netflix shows at the same time. Obviously, if you're doing Disney plus or anything else that that doesn't work. So you have to say, hey, one, two, three, I'm starting. And it's like within a second or two.
1: <laughs> you would think there's a solution for that somewhere. Like, yeah. Yeah.
4: I've, well, people usually call me and ask me to do the countdown for them. <laughs> but they have to yeah start a while before they actually want to watch it because it takes a while to get from 300 to
8: one. Okay, but you have
1: also (laughs) hung out in person, right?
8: Yeah, so the past few weekends, I've gone to her house, and we've sat outside, we've had dinner together, and we've been socially distanced, but, I mean, if you're hanging out with somebody within a few feet, it's like, is it really that different? So, (laughs) so
4: when you hang out, like, do you, like, make out with the Stormtrooper
1: mask on?
8: Yes. Because that you're socially dis- distancing if you if you do that.
1: We are getting a lot of questions in the chat about uh, above your left shoulder <laughs> there's a naked Barbie doll, and we would <laughs> love for you to talk a little more about it.
8: Uh, this
1: point to where he touched you. <laughs>
8: <laughs> this is for where did Darth drawing? Vader. Force Force touch you. I I made my room neat for you all
4: no, i'm sorry i, I totally meant like i was i was shocked and scandalized by what matt said well what's the explanation for the naked barbie
8: i found it. it it was for drawing in high school it's you're supposed to sketch the that's body parts and not an I explanation <laughs> that's not an explanation
5: <laughs> i found it
1: what are those things above your head sitting on the bookshelf those are tequila
4: bottles right yeah they're tequila well what's, what's oh. the tequila with the skull
8: it's called Ka, uh, KAH, and I've never seen them since they came out a few years ago. So they were a limited run, I guess. I've mm-hmm. never seen KAH in like a regular glass bottle. And it's really good tequila, so it, it's annoying that you can't get it anymore.
4: I'm very disappointed that you're drinking something other than
8: rum. Uh, I have a lot of rum. They're just not really nice bottles.
1: So are are you still ordering insane amounts of of books during quarantine
8: no i've been ordering a bunch of criterion dvds and blu-rays
4: yeah i was hoping hoping we could talk about your dvds just to trigger ryan tell us about your physical (laughs) media how How many many dvds yeah
8: count them uh so (laughs) i I went through (laughs) them (laughs) organized them got rid of some but i have probably around a thousand Holy and Jesus. yeah, so I, I've seen some movies on the Criterion channel and then oh I really like it, so then I go out of my way to buy the physical copy when I can it's just watch it. On the Criterion again. channel. <laughs> <laughs> on the Criterion channel.
1: Yeah, or Snoopy's Flex <laughs> Server. I heard what's it, the so. what's
8: the most recent one you got? Uh, the most recent one I got let's see. I got In the Mood for Love, which is a Chinese right, movie from two thousand
3: <laughs> <laughs> In
1: the Mood for Love and, and it's Asian. I'm not I'm like yeah. interested in it.
8: And, the, <laughs> and then the Before trilogy. Mm. Oh, have you, that yet? have you watched it?
1: Have you watched
8: yet? Yeah, I've seen. I've seen that. Ah,
1: so I uh, a couple of weeks ago, I watched the Before trilogy for the first time. My one sentence summary is that this is what dumb people think intelligent movies look like. <laughs> I, is that fair? So you didn't like them? All right. They were fine. Like, are they going to end up yeah. together or not? What's going to happen? That was sort of fine. But but their discussions that they have, like the first time they meet, and they are on that stupid tram in Vienna, <laughs> and they're talking about, oh, are there souls for five minutes? <laughs> and I wanted to beat my head in. <laughs> are
4: there souls? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or is there a soul? And other, I don't know, like – stuff that's supposed to be deep but isn't really interruption I mean, have you seen
8: interruption
4: did you know that th- there was a scientist who mean, this this is kind of junk sci- weird science who wanted to know how much the soul weighs so he so he did like a pseudo sci- pseudoscientific study of weighing people before they died and after they died <laughs> and determined the exact weight of a For soul sure. which is continue
1: uh, anyway steven do you like them
8: yeah, I I probably like the first one the best. I but I haven't watched them all since the third one came out. So
4: these are Richard Winkletters Before Dawn, Before what? it's before...
8: before Sunrise, Before Sunset, Before Midnight. Yeah, and if they're following their trend of doing one every nine years, they'll have done one in twenty twenty two.
1: So but... there's one aspect of of the movies that I found interesting. So, so the first is that I was sort of interested to see where the story was going. You could have told it in 15 minutes instead of over three movies, but that was sort of interesting. Uh, the other part was that the, the second movie in the middle of it was, it seemed to lift up the idea that marriage is bad and you just get out of it and break out and it will be fine if you divorce and whatever, follow your heart, blah, blah, blah stuff. And then the third movie, on the other hand, is about how marriage is hard and it takes a lot of work, work to actually make it work. Well, sort of. It' like I feel like he redeemed himself with the third movie. There, I don't know. Overrated, I guess. I would say.
8: Yeah. Have you seen Boyhood? Because I, I think I everything have... you've said about these movies, I it took,
1: it took 12 years to, to make. Boyhood, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually but... have. Have I? That was for you, you
7: JBL. That was for you.
1: Have I? Have you guys seen it? I haven't. Seen... <laughs> Ryan?
7: Uh, yes. I mean, I think I took a nap somewhere in there, but yeah, I made it through the whole thing. If they, if it wouldn't have been like, oh, this took 12 movies tw- or 12 years, <laughs> 12, years. 12 <laughs> movies. This took 12 <laughs> movies in between. That's how I count years. I count them, <laughs> the movies. Um, 12 years, however long it took to make. I don't think like okay. it would have been like, yeah, that's fine. I, I think Richard Linklater is a uh, he's He, he tries to do interesting things and sometimes he succeeds
1: i haven't seen yeah. uh what's uh, ryan what's that movie of his that you like uh i
7: confused
1: no what? you like everybody wants some
7: oh right everybody wants some is great i think that i like that better than days and confused uh it's like that is from 2016 it's about like a college baseball team in the 80s and the baseball looks great the baseball looks so good in that movie but it's it's fun it's just it's not like it's more like days and confused to where it's you know, it's fun and in, in unique way of looking at, you know, some characters. But I have a the comment is saying that
8: because he's a Texan, that means he's great. Uh, so oh, should, right. I, should I think that Kevin Smith is great because he's from New Jersey? I, I don't think he's great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Cameron is working with a false premise there. Wait, did, did Kevin Smith
4: uh, direct Geely? Was that his movie or no? Oh,
8: I, don't, I don't think
7: so. Okay. He did dogma and thing, that he would... clerks. Uh, Chris is obsessed with Geely, but he refuses to like look up anything about it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it, was not, it was directed by someone named Martin Brest. Sorry.
7: <laughs> he asked that every time we bring up a director. He's like, did he direct Geely? <laughs> Literally every <laughs> time. <laughs>
1: transition and this actually fits so from uh, an overrated director and an overrated trilogy we figured that we should talk a little bit about director no directors movies that critics love but that we think are trash and so an obvious candidate here of course is Mad Max Fury Road which is garbage and I don't understand why (laughs) anyone likes them Uh, but I understand that Chris and Ryan have some some other candidates
4: I'm glad that we uh, prepared Steven for this segment. Um, I forgot you, yeah, while, I, while we're talking about this, segment, can you think of, or go to Rotten Tomatoes and find a critically acclaimed movie that you hate? Uh, I only found three on my list and Ryan loves them all. So I, Oh, this will be good. What I, are they? I texted them to you. And with, with kind of the caveat that these are movies that I, I don't want to crap on. I just don't like them. And they're critically acclaimed. So there are three that leapt to mind. And, and okay, then I that start- is
7: not the premise that you sent in the text. I just right. want to get that out. Okay, right.
4: go ahead then, Ryan. You you give yours. I don't have any good segment, guys. let's hear it. So, go
7: over yours.
4: You have is, three. You you just told me that that that, that like this is an inadequate uh, list that I have.
7: Would you just say them? You're stopping ridiculous.
4: Okay, so we there, can't
7: three- we can't pause for forty five minutes to have an argument about this right now. There's people watching.
8: In college, I saw a whole bunch of movies that were critically acclaimed and I hated. Because I was a film major and I oh, had to hate are. everything. And then over the years, they kind of—I don't know. Like I didn't like Gravity when I first saw it, and now it doesn't bother me. Like it's good. I, I don't. I didn't that's like weird. Guardians of the Galaxy. I well, love it. That's now. That's ridiculous. Just, Wait a second.
7: You what? came around <laughs> on Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah.
8: Okay. Why? Yeah. I don't. Like I don't it, know why. Do I it. saw it in the movies, and I was like, I don't know. This isn't anything special. I well, was dumb. But
4: what I think I is funny know. is that all of Steven's professors hated. <laughs> Uh, Christopher Nolan, like so, all, all these. Uh,
8: yeah, one of my professors. One of my professors hated The Dark Knight and did a whole lesson on why The Dark Knight wasn't good. Yeah, so like these. Uh, my college professors... professors hated Nolan but loved Lynch.
7: Chris, what, so yours were Lady Bird, which yeah. I thought was I thought was really good. I well, like these, it. These
4: are movies that that like In... didn't do it for me. Well, so do I don't you know, I don't hate these movies. Uh, it's very nice. So Lady Bird for me was a was fine, but like it's like ninety eight percent fresh.
7: So, so these are movies that were. Over, but I mean, ninety eight percent fresh makes sense. Like that's not meaning like. Right. Like it, that it just means mean, that that means that mean most critics that ninety eight percent of critics say, hey, it's worth watching or it's pretty good. Right. It's, right.
4: So, and that's why. That's why. Fresh doesn't is not a great measure. Sure, um, but like I wouldn't recommend Lady Bird. Like it's, a, I think it's it works for particular people. The Big Sick, I feel like was uh, everyone loved. I watched it. and I was like, Yeah, Why? that's
1: the
7: one where you're really wrong. No, no,
1: it's not. The Big Sick is not funny. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I laughed out loud maybe twice during that entire movie. And, and it's funny
4: because like I like the cast. Good. That's better than a lot cast. of movies. It has what's her name with the great voice. Sure. Stephen, what's her name? Yeah. The, the mother
6: of the girl.
7: The mother of the girl. I can't. She she
4: plays the the, the yeah. stretchy woman in Incredibles.
7: Stretchy woman. Oh, uh, uh,
4: Joan Cusack. No, come on. What's her name?
8: She Isn't played it the Joan se- Cusack.
4: No, she played like the senator. Holly Hunt.
8: in... Holly Hunt. Holly Hunt. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Holly Hunt.
4: She's she's an American treasure. Right uh, for sure. And yeah. then the the third movie was uh, Knives Out. Uh, Which Jonathan was great. I it. It was it not great. That was fine. Well, Jonathan, Jonathan and Shannon watched like the first half, and then I emailed Jonathan. I was like, "You're gonna hate it because it doesn't pay off. It's terrible." And so I don't know if I ruined it for him. I hope I did. But, That's well, a nice
7: thing to it. hope for.
8: <laughs> I mean, well, Ryan was, Johnson's definitely game. someone who's overrated. I so in in college I had to write a screenplay, and we had to. He take made a movie the best Star Wars
7: of the the yeah
8: no last uh, three. <laughs> so I had I to watch. I had to watch Brick. And I watched Brick like ten times because I was just not understanding his dialogue. Like I understood the story, but I I needed to rewatch scenes a whole bunch of times because yeah. it, it's like, okay, I got the premise. It just tone it down a little. So he's, I watched he's very... I watched Brick like a year or two after it came
4: out because like a trailer I saw made it look really good, and I was just like. Uh, this movie is not good, <laughs> and it's interesting. The people who talk about it as an interesting movie, because it looks like like it was like uh, Thomas went out with his you know Sony handycam, and um, I mean is it just doesn't
7: handycam a- still.
4: Yeah, I For mean, well that's what Thomas uses. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's terrible. Actually, like the first half, I kind of liked because like Jamie Lee Curtis was great. Like they've they've got a great cast, and and there's a lot about it that's. I mean, it has uh, Kevin Spacey playing the guy at the beginning who dies.
7: I
1: I, like
7: all of the performances were fantastic. Like even if you didn't love the story, I think all the performances were great. What the
1: hell was the vomiting about?
4: Wasp the murder mystery. I like that. Yeah.
7: (laughs) (laughs) It was boring. Tex Goodman. Tex Goodman, he Um, just said that whatever it was we were talking about he doesn't like it i haven't seen it but apparently he thinks <laughs> it's boring uh
1: so my list only has two <laughs> on it so the first is mad max fury road which i don't like and the second is not call me maybe what's it called call me call me by your name no it's it's called call me maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, a song a by terrible
4: movie it's a song by what's your name it's way too short <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was really loud. Uh, I didn't understand the plot at all.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Incoherent plot. wasn't really a beginning or middle or end.
1: <laughs> so I wanted first to say anything by Army Hammer is overrated, but I guess that's not quite true because he's in the Man from U.N.C.L.E., which I like. So
4: <sighs> that is not good. If you watched Call Me Maybe, that's your fault.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I no, tried no, twice that no, 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 I, no, I fell sorry. asleep both times. Seriously. <laughs>
4: if you watch call me by your name like that's that's like your best punishment enough like i so
7: is that why you two hate timothy chalamet because well thomas because you you saw that because i didn't see that but i like timothy chalamet and uh you two have a real issue with him a borderline
4: like he's he's not for me
7: no it was baby driver the movie Uh, it was baby driver i don't think so
4: I didn't like Baby Driver as much as I thought I would, uh, based on sometimes when movies are overhyped. But I mean, I liked it. It was just like
1: there are people that don't like Baby Driver, Chris. I didn't say I didn't like it. I, I, I think it was maybe overhyped. Thomas, play it back.
7: Let's stop here and then play it back. What you said?
1: That's just objectively wrong. Baby Driver is great.
7: Yeah, it is. John Hamm, get John Hamm being a bad guy. I'll take that yeah. every time. Just like when he was the FBI agent in the town, he was the bad guy.
4: And John and John Hamm is good in in uh, Richard uh, Richard Linklater. You know the movie about that um, security guard at the Atlanta oh, Olympics. Right.
7: <laughs> Richard Linkletter, the filmmaker who bombed the Atlanta it, Olympics. It,
8: it, it took tw- that movie years. should have been nominated for Best Picture. It was it was a very good movie. A
7: whole bunch you of know. Movies nominated. What was that movie where John Hamm played the investigator? of Bad Times at the El Royale, like Daniel Craig kinda of stole his performance in Knives Out from
4: Okay, I was gonna say Daniel Craig wasn't in bad times the other no, but,
7: like, okay, yeah. their 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 characters were very similar. Uh, I would have liked to see John Hamm get a chance in that Knives Out
1: Bad Times of the Royale. I'm getting
7: tired is... of Daniel Craig. Like I don't think he's that good. Well you're wrong about a lot of things, Steven. <laughs> this is another one.
8: And I like Casino Steven. Royale but I just I, I he's kind of overstayed his welcome. Question
7: I don't think so Seeing because... him in older
8: movies like Road to Perdition and it's like uh, go away
7: he was in road to perdition who was he in then?
8: paul Newman's son
4: it's interesting like it's hmm. been so long I, uh, I saw on netflix a like yeah. a, a, a thumbnail for road to perdition and it was daniel craig and i'm like because i haven't seen that movie <laughs> since it came out and i was I, and he, like i didn't know who he was back then so it wouldn't have written my
7: the thumbnail for me was pre-covid tom hanks and i was like oh yeah that's what he looked like before COVID 19.
4: Haberbro mentions uh, his trip through the various American Southern dialects. I was going to ask Steven, like you've got to love him in Logan Lucky, right? He's great in Logan yeah.
7: Lucky. Yes, I
8: haven't seen that. I haven't seen it. Been on a Soderbergh kick, so I have to. I have to watch it. Yeah,
7: you have to watch it. Did you like High Flying Bird? I have not seen that either. Oh, he's pretty good. I liked it. It's fun.
4: It's not one of the five hundred movies that he has on DVD.
8: I disliked the movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix and mm-hmm. the phone. That was a movie I watched. And I and just thought it was terrible. Yeah, Which yeah. one? Everybody gushing on how great it was. It just made me think that our society is doomed. <laughs> that like you find this to be a deep romantic movie.
7: How dare you? So... I can't believe you did this to me. <laughs> you, you came up with a movie in a few minutes when I had several days to come up with one and I didn't. <laughs> how dare you? Kick him off.
8: Yeah. yeah on that note. You guys, thank you oh, for coming on. Find us. a more they interesting don't... guest to replace me. So it was
4: things. that, and not <laughs> moonlight or fish sex. Like it was her that made you.
8: Yeah, I, I, secret. Mm-hmm.
7: critical response.
8: At least he Adam had one. Red, I didn't he, like. He didn't
7: give him that any another, time. we one. didn't give him any notice on this. Don't yeah. criticize his. <laughs> we <laughs> gave him like fifteen minutes. Yeah. Is flag ready? All right, uh, <laughs> Steven, Thanks for coming on the show. We yeah, thanks for having you. me. Okay, we
4: promoted flag, and he's not ready it's not ready
7: he's laying on the kitchen floor farting do you want to explain that he texted us the other day and the text was literally i'm laying on my kitchen floor farting and i said that was my (laughs) fifth favorite otis redding song
1: flag are you ready you're unmuted
7: (laughs) (laughs) wow this is too much sexiness
4: for a family-friendly podcast
1: so that
7: backwards hat and that. Old. I don't know what you're
5: talking about.
1: Flag. I don't know if you're aware, but I don't think COVID spreads through Zoom.
7: What's, I, what's COVID?
1: I think or, that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> or, are you just planning to rob something?
7: Because- <laughs> he just got back from, he just <laughs> got back from the liquor store.
4: <laughs> well, okay. So, so, I mean, I, I love me a good meme and, I don't know if you guys saw the one of the, of the guy. And this was my joke a few weeks ago when I mentioned that pool noodle is how Oklahoma measures it. Is that <laughs> there's a guy at like Walmart with these pool noodles duct taped to his head as like a mechanism for social distancing. So was like that in Oklahoma, well, I'm I, he's just some redneck dude, like oh. just kind of overweight and just like <laughs> you, like if you ever seen the people of Walmart website, you yep. would have been someone like that wearing like this helmet thing with pool noodles, making sure that no one would come within six feet of him. Yeah. And um, the the meme was like, um, oh, that's a really good way to protect yourself from COVID. And like, he's like, what's COVID? (laughs) Because like, that's just like a Tuesday at Walmart for him. That was good. Showing up with pool noodles.
5: uh, Explain more memes. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) I I won't explain. All right, good try. I'm good. I'm good. Excellent. Lots of uh, outside time today with the dog. Did a little biking.
1: How you know. how old is the dog now?
5: Uh, six months.
1: Tell the audience what you named the dog.
5: The dog is named Stannis. Oh. We did not name the dog. The dog was named Stannis by the breeder.
1: Okay, because I was going to make fun of the fact that you haven't seen any, thi- any of Game of Thrones, right?
5: Zero. Not a, you... not a minute.
4: And you spell Stannis wrong. It's got one N when you spell it. You're telling me the, the, the
7: dog's father said Stannis?
4: <laughs> Wait, you're telling me that... Dog was fathered by a man.
1: <laughs> we asked Flag to come on the show with a very specific purpose to rank top moments from the SSEU podcast since this week we put out a clip show that, that flag-, flag
7: completely edited himself together. That's that's
5: the only executive producery thing I've ever done.
1: <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I concur. Ah, so, do you have, do you have oh, any moments for Speaking us?
7: of I Concur, I, wa- I watched Crimson Tide with Rose like three days ago. That is such a great movie.
1: I love that movie. It's That's so good. So great. I'm not sure I've seen that.
7: Oh, stop. Let's pause. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go watch it. We'll wait. We'll wait. wait I, I, still back.
1: Have, I, I still have to watch, uh, what's that movie called? No
7: Country for Old Men? Yeah, that one. Hunt for Red, I believe you haven't seen that yet.
1: Yeah,
4: I just want to say, I, I think this is going really well.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. That's it's all that matters real. is what that you What was your
7: expectation?
1: <laughs> uh, Flag, do you have uh, any, any moments for us? Do you have a ranking? I do.
5: Okay. You want me, you, you want me to do JVL first to fifth or, or the no, proper way no, fifth to first? No,
1: no. Worst to best. This is, this is how rankings are done. There's a science to it.
7: The funny thing all... about it is, when JVL, I re-listened to that episode where JVL is on, and he was saying how he wanted to do it from like number one through number ten, and how I said I agreed with him, and then said, "Do yes, I agree. Do ten through one." <laughs> Apparently, people say I'm not a good listener. I, I don't <laughs> know.
5: <laughs> so th- these are none of these are bad. These are these are all very good. These are my favorites. So. Number five is Thomas trying to explain the Finnish sport boob ball. <laughs> Number four is Chris's
7: JVL intro. And and people hold on. So people when you listen to it, you hear the music in the background. Uh, he did that without any music. And I remember listening to that and being like, I don't even know how you did that without the music playing behind us. Cause we couldn't figure out how to, how it to was really hard. There. I was really self-conscious. Just like right. shouting. I, I would have been like, I would have stopped and not been able to do it. So I just wanted people to know Chris did that without the music underneath. Well, like yeah, there are just two, got, two very just difficult got. moments in the
4: podcast to, to really do. And, and one was like doing that without accompaniment music. The other was telling the story of me, pooping on the side of a mountain and like I'm halfway through the story and my wife like walks into the room like kind of like she's she knows the story but like when she comes in like halfway through and I'm suddenly talking about like me dropping trow on the side of a mountain um like it was just hard to continue I like started sweating and I was just it was just weird
1: sweating more than usual uh okay go on flag I'm
4: usually like Doc Holliday
5: Uh, Yeah, well, just the back to finishing my thought about the JVL intro. The when it hit that peak when he got to charts, and then you think it's kind of over, and then he screams spreadsheets, (laughs) and then you think it's over again, and then you went value over Over replacement replacement mattress. (laughs) mattress. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, genius stuff. Uh, And then number three. By the way, these are all moments that I put on the clip show. (laughs) Uh, but I should probably, you know, I, m- maybe I should think about things that are in the going to be in the next clip show. Third is the poop shoe story, the uh, that's, Kenny that's poop poop <laughs> shoe battle. Get
7: out, Thomas! Stop barking into the microphone. <laughs> the poop shoe. Th- my favorite moment in the poop
5: shoe story is oh, it is, is, uh, is when Thomas says he knows the answer, and he says with such joy, it's contested, <laughs> very calmly, and then. A millisecond after the, the word contested finishes, Ryan screams,
0: that's exactly right.
5: <laughs> <laughs> like usually the meltdowns happen slowly. That, that meltdown was just like a, you know, on and off switch. Yeah,
1: and I, uh, I, will, I will just add in relation to this story. I have asked in person three Kinney's about this. There's no consensus.
7: Yeah. Uh, um, A segment we need to do in the future is we need to have Rose come on and tell her version of that story because she always puts things in that I've forgotten about. Wait, are you
5: raising the possibility that Rose put the poop in the (laughs) stew?
7: Well, it's, you know, you guys can do with that what you will but she always reminds like one of the things is she always reminds me oh yeah that's the same trip where you were changing in front of our window that was wide open to the biker gang that was right outside our hotel room
5: (laughs) (laughs) and then number so that was three number number two uh is ryan selling selling the podcast at the podcast festival In Austin and getting into a fist fight with Piper and the baby Bjorn. Well,
4: like, to be clear, <laughs> Which, he did not get in. He did not get in a fist fight with Piper. He got in a fist fight. She just got tangled while, while like, holding what? Piper and the baby Bjorn.
5: Yeah, P- Piper was just collateral damage. Yes.
4: Yeah, and it, the audio of that, it, like, I've forgotten like how
7: how oh, Thomas us, like, is laughing. <laughs> it, it's even better not because you can't really hear me for what I'm saying and. <laughs> I don't know if Thomas did that on purpose, but it's better just hearing Thomas and barely (laughs) able to hear what I'm saying.
5: Yeah, Tim, Tim, you could hear Tim Lewis losing his mind in the background too. Uh, Uh, Andrew,
1: Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Rice says that there's a biker somewhere with a Ryan tattoo.
5: (laughs) I have no doubt about that. And then. The uh m- number one on my list uh is the um performance of the excerpt from Domination and Pie" the Perkins years.
1: <laughs> Eager honey. <laughs> we uh we have we have something similar in mind, should we say, Chris?
7: Yeah, let's say, because we need to get we need to cast this thing.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're we're gonna do a, a live reading of an SSEU sitcom piece. A, a new
7: episode of the sitcom. With JVL has agreed to play JVL, and the rest of the parts, like Vic and Sonny, we need to cast. Um, so,
1: so Ming is obviously going to be Vic. <laughs> Whoa, coming out <laughs> of the gate, racist.
7: <laughs> right. I don't know. about...
1: That's, uh, I, I don't
7: feel like Ming. The thing is, Flag does like a great. Him. Flag does a great Vic, and he put himself out there to play Vic. So,
1: who's,
7: who's going to play Thomas? Send in your audition tapes. Yeah, yeah because yeah, Thomas Thomas calls. is in the episode. You, you say a casting couch?
1: Uh, so wh- one of my favorite moments on the podcast is when JVL tells us about how he found an Uzi in the backseat of a car. <laughs> just, just a normal day on a basketball court. It's great.
4: So I don't know who Nope is, but Nope says he's going to go pick up his date. And he's going to see if she will join the Zoom call for a date. Got to
5: be honest. That sounds like a great date. I should probably go, but I do. I do have a haiku.
6: If you're
1: interested. okay, all right, go on. I, I this think is confidence.
5: Stealing someone's thunder, uh, but that's okay. Episode episode nine. I promised a haiku.
1: Oh, only on this episode, we reveal haiku's true identity.
5: <laughs> you remember? You remember the the meter of the haiku and the the syllab- number of syllables, the structure.
7: Of course, we do. All
5: right, here we go. Laying down, farting. <laughs> Why am I in the kitchen? Social distance?
6: Yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Sounds like you, you know what, you, you got a, a spot at the big show. We called you up to the big leagues here, and you, you didn't miss your, your <laughs> shot.
7: He, he didn't throw away his shot.
4: He didn't throw away his shot. All
1: right. <laughs> Thank you, flag. I'll see you guys. Transition. Uh, there, there's something I wanted to briefly mention before we we get to ryan Ryan's strip club story. So I don't know if you've been following along in the news. So one of the things about the corona crisis, the corona epidemic is that a lot of universities and colleges, colleges, are worried about their student enrollment for the fall who's going to show up can we actually stay open and so on and a lot of colleges have started to move entirely online Uh, it's it's working fairly well uh, but there's this big argument about whether online education can be as good as in-person education in the classroom and all of all of these discussions leave out an important part is that when you have an in in person on the college experience right and you get to meet you get, you get to meet friends, you get to see people, you get to interact with with your professor, and all of that is great, but with online education, you miss out on that, so you are not going to be able to make a lot of new friends. The greatest pleasures for me was to go on campus and meet all of the international students and make friends with them, especially the ones from Asia, which are from a new culture that i 'm not as familiar with and it really broadened my horizons, and I think that it would be sad if that went away, and so that's that's all I want to say about that. I just want people to be aware of what they're missing out on when you move completely fully online.
4: You walked right up to the Asian guys and and took their <laughs> hand and said, "Hey, let's let's hang." I'm not sure minutes. that's
1: ever. I'm not sure that's ever happened.
4: So I, I guess I don't know what you mean. I, I don't I don't understand the question, Chris. So just walk up to the dudes and you're like, "Hey, let's have a dudes chatting hang."
1: no see yeah i don't think that's ever happened no dudes i don't
4: there are no asian dudes that 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 would be in international students
1: i haven't noticed any
4: uh hey matt we're gonna promote you you've got a story to tell don't you matt hey, robarts it's,
1: matt, it's matt's story not ryan's ryan he apparently sent to, wants he sent matt to, it come to me come so on. okay is matt presentable will he be able to uh, tell the story matt's matt, put your pants present. on
7: matt's always presentable put your pants on come on the podcast in the meantime, I could give yourself.
1: I, give yourself
6: did a you chance. guys?
7: Do you guys know what they do at DJ funerals? Hey boys. Hey Matt. Mm-hmm. No. What What do they do at DJ funerals? So there's this new show on Netflix uh, called White Lines, which is about cocaine, and <laughs> it's about the the vein. It's, it's, car- it's not a baking
4: show like you line up the powdered sugar.
7: So there's a DJ who died, and like they have a, his friends have a funeral for them for him. It's supposed to be super sad. And at the funeral, like his fan, his friends, they start like humming like club songs, <laughs> like just like humming the beats to it. And then they start like dancing and rubbing up on each other, which I assume then they start rubbing up on the body, which was mummified in this case. <laughs> and so I'd never been to a DJ funeral. And so I was like, that's awesome. I love I want that's awesome. I love that.
1: Matt, are there strip clubs open in Virginia?
6: Uh no, they're not.
1: Oh.
6: Unfortunately. They're not part of our phase one reopening. Oh.
1: See, that's that seems like a mistake.
7: Which is good for James Harden.
6: James Harden's just hoping I get well, James Harden's hoping that they open up as soon as possible. But uh, it's probably better for the Rockets if they don't. Right.
7: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe not better for James Harden. It's better for the Rockets. <laughs> I want to know which other players this exists for. Yeah, they, somebody should really do a study. So Matt, Matt sent us the – or sent me – I don't know if he sent it to all of us. He sent it to me, and it was, it was a link to a Reddit user who had done a study on these, the NBA cities and the quality of their strip clubs. And then – because James Harden is a known strip club connoisseur. Based on the study, he kind of extrapolated whether James Harden plays better or worse based on the quality of the strip club in the city.
1: Question, question. how how do you measure the quality of a strip club?
7: Uh,
6: Average Google review for the first 10 strip clubs in each city based on the Google search. The search was standardized for city name strip club. Okay. No, it's very scientific.
1: I've never thought of leaving a Google review for a strip club, but there you go. Um. Uh, and so he didn't, well, I mean,
6: how else are you going to know where to go, right? Who are the people who are making these, sorry, continue. Yeah,
1: go on, go very on. Very
6: fine so, people. Very, the finest. Some Both sides. Some, are, some I assume. They're like uh, neg- negging the girls w- with a hope that it'll <laughs> help their chances. You need to work harder. You're only going to get two stars on Yelp. <laughs> so well, if, Brooklyn, if Brooklyn, and really, New York were separate if, cities, and he didn't do Houston. Like home games were out. This was road right. performance only.
1: Only. Uh, but but so so Matt, to to be fair, leaving a review on Yelp makes sense when you think about like you want when you're reading out, you want quality. Oh, oh no,
6: absolutely. Stephen knows that better than anyone.
1: Yeah. Is okay. an Alex
6: Jones reference? Quality and quantity. The conclusions of the study, it was, it was a pretty rigorous study. Was, um, the, the R value was, was, over, was over 0.45, so moderate to strong correlation. Yeah. Uh, and the R2 was over 0.2, so roughly 20% of James Harden's overall performance can be determined by strip club quality in the city. His best performances are in Toronto, which as a Canadian city obviously has the worst strip clubs in the league. And his, his worst performances are, of course, Haberman, where do you think his worst performances are? Minneapolis? Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah what do you I think, think minneapolis I think he tri- does. No, miami, miami, does okay in minneapolis miami, miami. Haverman, why did you say me it's miami okay all right is, okay also uh, i'm a sl- priest I, I don't know about quality strip clubs yeah but you know about miami i'm sure <laughs> the miami nightlife effect is legendary even for players who aren't addicted to strip clubs like james harden is sorry that might be libelous i apologize um, <laughs> slander i guess it is Uh, And and also Salt Lake City apparently has the third best strip clubs in the league. (laughs) And I don't know (laughs) whether that's because they're actually good or because there aren't that many of them.
7: Well, that's a good point. <laughs>
1: uh I have a question about the causal mechanism here. So is it that are we are we thinking here that it's like the night before so he's yeah. in a good mood or is he looking forward to it?
4: No, it's the opposite. It's it, it's I, that if if he has a good time, he plays crappy the next right, day. Right. So
7: because he's out late. He's out late. He's had yeah. too much of a good time. Right. And so he plays worse.
6: Now there are some Uh, some interesting caveats to this analysis and some places where maybe it could be improved in the future if someone were perhaps an aspiring data scientist, for example. The study did not distinguish between straight and gay clubs. And I don't know if you've seen how (laughs) James Harden dresses. Maybe that doesn't matter. Uh, It also didn't distinguish between different types of clubs, like gentlemen's clubs versus strip clubs versus like burlesque or cabaret.
4: I'm sorry, Matt. I'm offended that, are you saying because he dated a Kardashian? Oh. Are you going to say that yeah. she is, by dint of marital relationship with her mother, that where she, is this going? That <laughs> she is a candidate for to to be a transsexual?
6: No, that, actually, and, what I was saying is that after the Kardashian, maybe no other girl would do. You know, he's sort of come to the end of that particular road. He needs to explore new challenges and new opportunities.
1: Uh, yeah. Anything else about this study? So,
4: was- uh, well, well, okay. As as a priest who who knows very little, um, could, <laughs> could you say a little bit about the difference between a strip club and a gentleman's club? Like, because I kind of
6: see them all as kind of trashy and like. So, are, is a gentleman's club legitimately nicer? Yeah, one of them has uh, leather seats, and like for example, if you were looking at uh, like a Venn diagram here, one of them has like nice leather seats, and one. So of them So they can wipe has- them down like crappy plastic really seats, but both both have sticky seats. <laughs> one of them stinks of cigarettes and the other one stinks of cigars. And so, you, and they both smell like the third best bodily fluid so, according to JBL's
1: ranking. So do you know which city has the most strip clubs in the U.S.?
6: That I don't know. Uh, but it also, it wasn't germane to this study because they only took the, the 10 right. results and I think it also probably right, depends so. on how you – what your methodology okay, is for uh, determining that. For example, in this study, New York and Brooklyn were different yeah, places. So what happens if you divide, if you divide New York yeah, City into multiple pieces like that? Well, no, no right, it's, it's, Then it probably like falls online. down the rankings pretty significantly. Sure, sure. Like, as compared to somewhere like Los Angeles, for Plus, example. Well but if you drill. take Manhattan, Brooklyn, whatever, you combine it all together, then it's probably – Probably higher. I would guess that there's just a pretty, pretty solid connection, a pretty solid correlation to market size.
1: I'm a little disappointed in the the lack of legwork that seems to have gone into this study. Like, well,
6: I don't I think, think there was a budget for yeah, full time uh, research here.
4: I know the baseball players kind of famously um, are, are kind of low on on discipline as far as. I would have never expected basketball players to be guys drinking beer in the locker room after a game. But I was just listening to a podcast today. I wish Ryan were here because I know he listens to the same podcast. And they were saying that Kevin Durant would would crush a Coors Light after the game. He would just oh, crush wow. it be before amazing. he talked to uh, reporters.
1: Why would you not expect basketball players to do that? It's a little bit more
4: of, of a... Physically demanding game, the baseball, like just sure. as cardio. Um, but also, like the interesting thing is that basketball players. Do you know what they're super into Thomas? No wine and, and Hennessy. Well, but they're really, like, really, really into wine. And here, here's um, uh, I read an article in I don't know if it was ESPN or SI um, that they kind of made the correlation that like. Basketball is, is such a, go, go, go. it requires such join, precision join, join, join. and expertise that they that like like in their brain they understand like as a vintner talks about the soil and the climate and the precipitation and um, all the things that go into making a fine wine that that actually like like basketball players really 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 love. Um, like learning about all that stuff and that for, for an NBA player. And so they spend um, this. It's like, some of them like travel with these like cases, but like these suitcases with like really high end wine. And like, they, 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 they go to these um, as teams, they'll go to these wineries and have these special um like this. Cause they have money to spend and they appreciate
7: like um
4: kind of uh
1: you BSA right now, right? No, is- no.
4: Ryan, did you re- listen to the recent uh, fifth column?
7: What do you mean by recent? Like today's? Like, today's, yeah. I it's, oh, it, I was. Like instead of listening to this on my way home, I was listening to that. Well, I, I just happened to mention that like th- this
4: reporter for the Athletic was talking about how yeah. Kevin Durant would crush at Coors Light like before right.
6: <laughs> he would talk to reporters. I'm
7: pretty sure that, that's the last part I heard. Yeah, that it was a really interesting conversation. I was like almost like well maybe I just don't get on the show and I just finished listening to this.
6: See, Jonathan, this is what we deal with. I'm pretty sure, Chris, that the the reason for th- for that is the San Antonio Spurs no. because Greg Popovich is an enormous wine guy.
4: Okay.
6: Like he right, the, uh, the, uh, is sort of famous in the restaurant, restaurant world. Okay. Because is he organizes it? these incredibly elaborate team but dinners. I, I think where,
4: they all do will, now.
6: I think they all do now. Well, yeah, they all do now. Okay. But like this was out. like for like people were try- people have been trying to figure out the secret sauce behind the San Antonio Spurs for years and it turns out that they just hire really smart people who know how to yeah. do things with numbers, and if you just hire all their really smart people, suddenly they're not as good, and you're a lot better. It's crazy, right? Like you, you can. But they're also trying amazing. to figure out yeah. the chemistry stuff. Mm-hmm. And Popovich is constantly doing these weird, like, team dinners with you know, and, and he's like famous in restaurant world because he will come into a restaurant and like repl- like rent the whole restaurant for the night, replan the menu, and. Pull like start pulling in bottles of wine from all over the world for these crazy wine pairings for the various courses. And he's getting like $20,000 bottles of wine out yeah. of his personal cellar, <laughs> you know? So he comes in and like the head sommelier is like, you have a bottle of that? Oh my God, I don't understand what's happening here. Well, and, ESPN and- did, a, did a deep dive on, on Pop's wine stuff hmm. uh, four or five years ago, maybe. And, well, uh, in the
4: article I read talked about uh, Steve Kerr and used him uh you know uh before he was hired as coach and and it started out like talking about how Mark Jackson did like this iso offense as as the coach of the Warriors and how Steve Kerr like sat down with an executive like over like really good wine like like drinking really good wine like on the back of a napkin at this wine bar um sketched out like his his ideas for like a a motion offense oh, and
6: screens and ball movement and all that <laughs> stuff, yeah. Well and Kerr comes from the I mean Kerr obviously was yeah. in uh, Chicago, but after that he I went he to San Antonio. Like, San Antonio. Yeah. Yep. Can, he was can, in a bunch of those we, dinners.
1: Can we kick Matt off the podcast now so that we don't have any more basketball talk? no we want
7: more basketball talk. that's what oh. people are saying they're saying more basketball talk more nba oh i can i can, like, see, it. They, I can see it And not it even here. just i think people they don't even want us to just talk about basketball they want us to really get in the weeds of like behind the scenes basketball stuff that's what people want I mean, I also kind of no, that's, that's no, the way I we that. that's the way we promoted this podcast high flying bird is our um right <laughs> you know, godfather how good would reggie
6: miller be in today's episode. Oh my gosh. He would be oh, he'd be so, incredible. He he he
7: would be <laughs> he so designed great. Like, would yeah. he be Steph Curry can you, but can like, six foot six. Right. I mean, can you imagine like how how much how angry he is that he wasn't born, you know you know, 15, 20 years later than he was. So, My so I bet he
4: watches Damian That's Lillard and he's like, and he's yeah. just like, so, so Damian Lillard comes back from an off season when he was eliminated okay. from the playoffs yeah. by like a team that picked him up like deep. That's and he's like, you know what? what? I'm just going to start shooting from like seven oh, feet behind the three. point. Right.
7: And Reggie and, Miller's like, I wanted to do that. Yeah, so Reggie Reggie would do that more more than pretty much anybody at the time. But oh, like Reggie, if you, if Reggie you look would at the, take thirty foot step. Back right, exactly. But Absolutely. if you look at it, if you look at it, like it's still it, he took like if you looked at his numbers now and then, like uh, what they were back then, it seemed like a lot back then. But compared to today, like he didn't hardly take any threes at all. Like he learned a mid game a mid game a mid range jumper. Because people were like, oh, you can't just shoot threes all the time. Now they're like, don't ever shoot a mid-range jumper. Just shoot threes all the time. Reggie would have been, he, he would have been, you know, a, a, an all-NBA guy. He, and, would have been, he, would, he would have been one of the five best players
6: in the league.
4: Yeah. He would have been the I mean, max boot to Jen Rubin in Death of Expertise,
6: a Tom Nichols' world. I don't know where that analogy just went, but it was nowhere good. Okay, well,
7: Matt, you take over for Chris now.
6: I take over for Chris. Do I have to find topics that Thomas will engage on? Oh, Thomas, rank the top five European. Leagues. I don't ever try to. Sweden think isn't topics. one of them.
1: Hey, I, I think that's unfair. In basketball or football,
6: uh, soccer, cool. Boop, boop ball
1: in uh, in soccer, we're around twenty-ish, twenty-five, maybe. It's it's not great. Hey, Thomas,
4: Thomas. Yes. On on Haber Bros, the podcast that I'm on with my brother.
1: Can we replace Matt with Kirk?
7: I'm not the boss. You guys can, can replace, do whatever you want. Can we replace Chris with Kirk?
4: Everyone says can that. Can we have on Tex Goodman? Guys, can I finish my story? You had oh. a story? As the moment That's the strong word. <laughs> <for me>. On <laughs> Haber Bros, um, we, Thomas, we chose... Uh, my brother said uh, that there's... Right the He was talking about Bundesliga... Um, starting back up, and so we chose uh, German soccer teams, and so my team is Dortmund, and uh, I'm rooting for them. And I, my brother, in this segment on the on the show, uh, ch- uh, Do- listen, Dortmund is the hipster the, choice. I I spent a lot of time. Choosing my team, so don't don't rip it. It wasn't arbitrary at all. My brother shared like what it is that's interesting about the German Premier League is it's kind of like anti corporate that that it has to be like fifty one percent owned by like public. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this Thomas what you meant by like a membership? Like you have yeah. a membership in your local hockey yeah. club. Yeah. Okay, so now it makes sense. So like it's fifty one percent kind of public oh, owned. Yeah. Like local people buy buy into the team, team game game. to kind of limit the corporate um, kind of ownership is that what you're saying yeah, so, 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 so the
6: downside of that so is like, that, like it works in theory comp- it, it works like that in theory but but in practice in practice what it means is that Bayern Munich get all the best players and have all the money and why and why, and why
4: is that why is that
6: Because they have all the money. Soccer is the most viciously capitalist game you can imagine. So so there are no rules.
4: Kirk Kirk chose Leipzig, and he like somehow Leipzig is able to skirt these
6: rules. Yes, because and the reason Leipzig is able to skirt those rules is because they have only sold membership status to six people, and so those six people are super rich on the board. And then the rest of the company is owned by, or then the rest of the team is owned by Red. They yeah, can control so, the fan vote oh God, be because yeah. the, the fans who own it are, are all
1: Yeah. So, so in Sweden, we're better at writing laws than the Germans. Yeah. So anyone can get the membership in any sports club in Sweden. It costs like 10 bucks a year or something. You can go to the annual meeting and cast your vote.
6: I right. used to have that. And then the Walmart guy took it away from us. Who's we? My soccer team. Yeah. Yeah. We used to have an annual meeting. I your was going to buy shares. Your team is? is, is Arsenal worst. in England. Okay. We are owned by Stan Kronka, the worst man in sports. Oh, he's terrible. Okay. Yeah. He's the worst. worst. He's, he's literally the worst. Worst. the worst man in sports. He's, <laughs> you, you, he's the worst can't. owner in the Premier League, and the Premier League has like seven You're owners right. who've We're been convicted NFL. of human rights violations.
4: Yeah, you can't say Arsenal without saying Arse. Yeah, so yes, you so can. With, can. With that... Um,
7: that was the best part of this Mike, segment.
4: Thank show, you for coming on the show. Thank you for coming on the show, Matt. Uh, we will see you again soon. Ciao.
1: What are you doing now? We've been going for an hour. We've or been going days.
4: forever. Um, w- I'm going to promote Tex Goodman. Tex Goodman wants to come on the show.
0: Tex. Oh. Now, why exactly? Now, my, oh my, my question gosh, is this: Y'all hell hell? bring in <laughs> a communist Lithuanian as a diversity hire? That's my question here. <laughs> Hey, Tex. Tex Goodman wants to understand the truth of these things. <laughs> what are you running for, Tex? Look over over <laughs> the sub beacon. They just got themselves a Texan, which makes it an acceptable show. Y'all had one from plenty of times since the very beginning. <laughs> Is there no answer to these questions?
7: What do you think of social distancing, Tex? <laughs> I have a
0: complicated opinion on people that I'm not sure I'm too prepared to go into now. Fair enough. You know, you wear a mask so you're not an asshole. You can't clear say clear sign that you're a communist. <laughs> you
4: can't say emasculated without saying mask.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're basically from Canada. What the hell kind of accent is that? Um, Fort Worth. <laughs> No, for Fort Worth, you got to be wearing a bolo tie. That's required by the law. That's what we have here in Texas. I don't know where in Russia or wherever on the east that other one's from. Uh, Tex. Apparently, it's turn, y'all listen. To what, a do you think, what do you think of Austin? talks to a different animal, and that's who your leader is. Tex,
4: why is Austin the best city in Texas?
0: Oh, I'd expect a Canadian to not understand the true pecking order of this great state, but it is Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, El Paso, Lubbock, a couple small towns, Corpus Christi, Galveston, because we got to get the beaches right. It's Corpus mm. Beaches, Galveston Beaches, and followed by Austin.
7: Hey Tex, you remember a couple of years ago when the the Corpus Beaches were filled with feces? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: clearly missed that day, but I, I, I have a the theory. I have a theory who pissed the bucket because it was exactly who you do not expect. Okay. The person who peed in the Haber bucket both had the foresight and the courtesy to pee in a bucket and not on the ground, but had too much going on to pick it up. And I think the only person that, that fits both those molds, no, it's not Thomas. Chris, it's I'm Mrs. putting up Haberman. It's clearly Mrs. Haberman. She's responsible enough, and she's doing everything while Chris is doing who knows what. Only a pharmacist do that. she's the responsible person here. She's the easy candidate.
1: I've always said that you can't trust pharmacists. Uh, Tex, Tex, do you have a favorite movie set in Texas?
0: No, I don't, but I I do have some critiques about the movies y'all were talking about earlier. I didn't hear no talk about Patton. I didn't hear no talk about the greatest movie of all time, The Bridge on the River Kwai. <laughs> Hell, I'm surprised if y'all start talking about music, you're going to start talking about bands with harmonicas that are not Will and Nelson. Nelson. God
4: God bless. Hey, since you're really good at, dis- at discerning who peed in the bucket, could you share your wisdom? Who pooped in the shoe?
0: You know, poop is a harder bodily fluid to track <laughs> that <on> some <laughs> So, so it was fluid. It's a mystery. It was to fluid. Even me. It was high on the Bristol sewell Scale. It's a mystery even to me. Who's to say? I don't know. Tex, <laughs> thank you for calling. <laughs> we'll be seeing at least text. one of you. At least one of you is a good American, and I salute you. Thank you. Which one, yeah. is that?
1: that is all the time we are giving to this episode. Everyone, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you listen to the episode later on, if you have. Comments, concerns, questions, tweet them at jvlast from Apollo 52. Good night and good luck.
3: On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again.
1: The life I love is making music with my friends. And I can't wait to get on the road again. On the road again. I have scheduled an appointment. A hair appointment. Uh, proctology. For, for exam. the twenty sixth hair and appointment. I, and on the twenty sixth I'm getting my hair cut and I'm it's circling the calendar. I'm so excited. Your hair looks fine. Just no, it doesn't. if it doesn't, just shave
7: it. That's what I do. Just you know.
1: Hang on, hang that's on. That's the good
7: thing about going bald, is you can just shave it.
4: We've got news in the comments. Shannon thinks JVL is right about the butterflies.
7: <laughs> Shannon. Two old. Oh, hang on, hang on. That's that's watching like, that. That's
1: I, what's it Two, two days, <laughs> like cats. Seven.
4: Two nine. day old. Two day old, and and screwing already.
7: That's mm, that's hang on. that's a tad young for humans.